Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello listeners and hello video viewers. It's time to do another story on the podcast. This time I'm going to be reading a story called The Escaped Man by an author called C.T. Platt. The story is presented on Comiful.com. Comiful.com is a website where you can find short stories, fan fiction and other reading texts and it's all presented in a nice and easy to read format. So this time the story is The Escaped Man, and it's written by C.T. Platt, okay? And the way this is going to work is that I will read the story once, and you can just try and follow it and understand it, and then I will summarize the story very quickly in plain English to make sure you've understood basically what happened. And then we will go through the story again, line by line, and I will break it down for language, and I will teach you bits of vocabulary and bits of grammar. I'll point them out for you. So not only can you enjoy, hopefully, an entertaining story, but also we'll use it as a way to learn some English, okay? Learning English through stories is a great idea, and it tends to work because it places language in a vivid context and is generally quite entertaining and fun. So listen to the story, and then let me break all the language down for you bit by bit, okay? So we're nearly ready to start reading the story. Just before I I read it to you, here are a few questions, okay, just to help you focus. So question number one is, where does the story take place? Okay, what do you think? Where's the location of this story and how do you know? And secondly, is this American English or is this British English? And how do you know? And thirdly, the the third question is simply, what is going to happen next? Can you try and guess what's going to happen next? Okay, right, so if you're ready... Uh, Let's begin, and I'm going to go to Comiful.com now and start reading through The Escaped Man, okay? So I want you to try and get into the right mood here. This is a sort of a mystery story, okay? And it's got a slightly dark atmosphere to it. So here we go. Imagine rain, rainfall. Imagine the rain beating down. Here we go. The Escaped Man by C.T. Platt. The rain was falling heavily. It was like driving through a thick curtain of water. He eased off the accelerator a little. Had to be careful driving on wild nights like these. The last thing you'd want is to have an accident or breakdown. You just want to be at home on these stormy nights. The thwack, thwack of the windscreen wipers was hypnotic. He stared out into the glow of the headlights. The rain sounded like white noise interference as it battered the car. He was reminded of the opening scenes of a Hitchcock film. Through the wash of the rain, he spotted a figure at the side of the road. The person wore a green parka and had their thumb jerked out. Why on earth would anyone be hitchhiking tonight? Surely you would just stay put until the morning. They must have been in a rush to get where they were going. He signalled down and pulled over. 
the hitchhiker climbed in. He shut the door quickly, glad to be out of the rain. He pulled his hood back and sighed. (sighs) He was somewhere in his mid-twenties and had wild red hair and a thick beard. Awful night, eh? said the driver. The hitchhiker held his gaze for a long moment. Drops of rainwater trickled down his face. Yes, yes it is. The driver pulled out and continued through the storm. The hitchhiker glanced over his shoulder into the blackness behind them. You okay? The hitchhiker simply nodded. They drove on in silence for a short while. The BBC radio phone-in blaring out from the car's speakers filled in for conversation. They listened to the radio and their own thoughts as they moved on. Where are you headed? asked the driver. North. The hitcher pointed. You travelling to visit friends? Hmm. The driver couldn't tell if that hmm was a yes or a no. He adjusted his tie nervously. The hitcher stared at him in his suit and tie. The hitcher seemed scruffy in comparison in his parka and Pink Floyd t-shirt. Do you work around here? asked the hitcher. Yes, said the driver. I was stuck late at the office, you know how it is. No, not really. Again, they drifted into silence. The talk show radio show carried on as they drove through the wind and rain. The hitcher shifted in his seat and stared out of the windscreen. No music? the hitcher asked. What? Is there no music we could listen to? I like the talk radio shows. I'm I'm not really a music fan. The hitcher's eyes glazed over for a moment. Then he spoke. I like listening to music. It calms me down. The driver said nothing. Several miles later, there was a news bulletin on the radio. The reporter tried to remain professional as she read the announcement. We are getting reports that a patient has escaped from a Manchester psychiatric institution. The man is said to be psychopathic and is said to have a history of murder. The hitcher jabbed a finger on the button on the radio panel. Tinny pop music blurted out from the speakers. The driver stared at his passenger, his question unasked. I hate the news, answered the hitcher. It's so depressing. It brings me down. There's never any good news, is there? The driver didn't reply. Don't worry, I'm not the killer, said the hitcher, fidgeting with his coat. 
don't worry, I, I'm, I'm not the killer. No, said the driver. I mean, no, uh, uh, of course you aren't. They drove on listening to the crappy pop music and overexcited radio DJs. The rain pounded on the car. What do you do for a living? asked the driver. The hitcher was quiet for a moment. Then he grinned. I'm a writer. Really? How interesting. Have you had anything published? No, as yet, I'm an undiscovered artist. I'm sure you'll make it. What are you working on at the moment? I'm writing a novel. Oh, yes. It's about a serial killer. The driver didn't speak. He flicked the radio station back on. A man was rambling on with himself about the change in days his wheelie bins were emptied. Where can I drop you? asked the driver. The hitcher said nothing. When the driver glanced round, his passenger had his eyes closed. He was either asleep or feigning slumber. They drove on through the storm, down the snaking lanes. An hour later, the storm still growled and raged. The hitcher looked out of the window. The driver steered the car in silence. Another news bulletin came over the radio. We're getting more information on the escaped patient. The killer's name is Simon Hughes. He escaped from the Green Pastures Institute earlier this evening. Simon Hughes made his escape by changing from his hospital-issue uniform into a suit and tie and pretending to be one of the medical staff. He stole a car and drove off. The hitcher turned to the driver. What did you say your name was? My name's Simon. The hitcher stared in shock. Simon grinned. The headlights of a passing car glinted off the knife blade in Simon's hand. Dun, dun, dun. The end. Okay. So that's The Escaped Man by C.T. Platt. Let me go back to the, the questions I asked you at the very beginning. I'm going to skip all the way back to the beginning of this story. What were the questions I asked you? Where does this take place was the first one. And the answer to that question is that the story takes place somewhere in the UK. I think it's England. And in fact, since the um, the killer escaped from the from an institute in Manchester, I think it must take place in the north of England somewhere. Uh, British English or American English, it's British English, as we will see in a moment as I go through the, the story line by line. I'll point out um, the, the things that show that it's British English. And thirdly, what is going to happen next? Well, I just wanted to kind of keep you on your toes. But did you did you um, see that twist coming? Because there was a twist in the story. That sort of thing is called a twist. Did you see the twist coming? Some of you will have seen it coming. The first time I read this, I have to be honest, I sort of saw it coming because the way the story was setting things up seemed a bit too obvious. And I thought, oh, there's going to be a twist here. Let me explain what happened then. So a man was driving through uh, the rainy streets of England somewhere and he sees a hitchhiker 
and it's raining very heavily so he lets the hitchhiker in the hitchhiker behaves a little bit suspiciously and seems to be a bit disdainful or hateful towards the driver and it seems that the the way the characters are described it it sort of presents the driver as a much more normal person wearing a suit they've been to work just friendly uh um giving someone a, a ride in their car and the hitchhiker is presented as someone with wild red hair uh, they do something a bit more unconventional in their work, writing a book about a serial killer. He seems to be a bit sort of um, anti-establishment or anti-social in some way. He seems like a slightly scary character. And then we hear on the radio that a serial killer has escaped from an institute. An institute would be a hospital or something like that. And so, naturally, we think that it's the hitchhiker with his crazy appearance and his scruffy uh, uh, look and his kind of serious, slightly psychotic um, behaviour. But then it turns out that the serial killer is the driver of the car because the the next news bulletin explains that the the psychotic killer uh, escaped from a hospital, um, changed their clothes into a suit and stole a car and the name is is Simon Hughes, and this person's wearing a suit, the driver, and he's in a car. And so the hitchhiker sort of gets shocked and realises that this could be the killer. And it turns out that the, the driver is also called Simon. And then at the end, they've got a knife, uh, a, a traffic light or um, uh, another light from a car reflects off the blade of the knife, uh, which shows that the driver is going to kill the hitchhiker. The next victim. So there you go. That was the twist, that it was the driver that was the killer, not the hitchhiker. I wonder how many of you uh, noticed that twist before it happened. Okay, now it's time to get into the uh, English teaching side of this. And so I'm now going to break the story down line by line. And what we're looking for, what I'm looking for, are bits of vocabulary. So this could be phrases or any outstanding bits of vocabulary that I think were are likely to be a bit more difficult. The standard stuff I think that most people will, will understand at an intermediate level or something, we're looking for phrases and bits of language that are a bit are beyond that kind of level. And anything else that I think is worth pointing out, okay? Right, so here we go. The Escaped Man by C.T. Platt. The rain was falling heavily. Now, what I'd like to point out here is simply that stories often begin with past continuous. This is past continuous. The rain was falling heavily. In fact, it's a bit of a cliche that stories begin with the rain falling. You know, it's a sort of a cliched way to begin a mysterious story. It's just to say that it was raining heavily. The rain was falling heavily. Now, stories often begin with past continuous because we use past continuous like this. That's the verb be in the past. That's was or were plus an ing form. We use this to set the context in which the the main events of the story happen. So, for example, you know, it could be the sun was shining and the birds were singing. I was driving along in my car when something happened. And those past continuous contextual things always get interrupted or or are followed by past simple past simple these are the main events of the story this happened then this happened then this happened just the main events of the story one after the other whereas past continuous this thing was happening here was the situation 
interrupted by a past simple event. The rain was falling heavily. Um, he eased off the accelerator a little bit. Okay. There's also past perfect, which is used to describe background details, backstory. For example, uh, the rain was falling heavily. It hadn't rained like this for months. You know, this is the first time, this was the first time it had rained like this. So we use past perfect to describe events before the main events that we're talking about. I'm pretty sure there's no past perfect in this story, though. Uh, but we do get bits of um, past continuous, again, just to establish the context. We'll point them out as we go through. Falling heavily. Yes, the rain was falling heavily. It was like driving through a thick curtain of water. It was like doing something. So just, you know, nice descriptive language. This is what we call a simile. Whenever you use the word like, it was like blah, blah, blah. You know, the sun was like an, an orange in the sky. Um, the rain was like a thick curtain of water. In fact, it's, it probably was a thick curtain of water. But anyway, it was like, and then an ING form, meaning it was similar to this. It was like driving. It was like walking. It was like, you know, um, teaching. Um, it was like driving through a thick curtain of water. That's fairly clear. He eased off the accelerator a little. The accelerator is the pedal in the car that makes the car drive faster. Vroom, that's the accelerator. It's a pedal on the floor. And you press your foot on it in order to go, in order to move forwards. But if he eased off the accelerator, to ease off means to um, put less pressure on or to slow down, basically. But when you... When you're pressing your foot on the accelerator, you have to press it down with some force. And if you ease off, it means you put less pressure on, use less force, take your foot off the accelerator a little bit and slow down. He eased off the accelerator. Had to be careful driving on wild nights like these. Wild meaning... Normally we have wild to, to describe animals uh, which are not domesticated or not pets. Like, a, you know, an elephant would be a wild animal... Uh, or any other animal that you would encounter in the wild, like a bear or just, a, you know, any kind of bird. These are wild animals. Wild nights, wild nights like these where the rain is, is falling down heavily. We don't quite know what's going to happen. It's a bit dangerous. Wild means um, un, unpredictable and, and potentially dangerous. The last thing you'd want is to have an accident or breakdown. The last thing you'd want. This is quite a nice phrase. The last thing... Now, it could be the last thing you want or the last thing you'd want. So it can, you could have would here or, or not. And this is would, by the way. The last thing you'd want is to have an accident. Um, you can use that for other things. Like, you know, you should probably take an umbrella. and Right? You should probably take an umbrella with you because the last thing you want is to get caught in the rain. You know, best pack some water with you because the last thing you want is to get thirsty on the road you know so the last thing you'd want is to have an accident or breakdown and this is a breakdown okay the noun a breakdown this is when the car has a problem and doesn't drive anymore that's a breakdown that's the noun we also have the verb version and that's to break down notice that we if it's a verb, we stress the second part, to break down. Okay? You better take some fuel. You wouldn't want to break down. The last thing you'd want is to break down. The last thing you'd want is to have a breakdown. So you have a breakdown or you break down. You hear the difference in stress? So when it's a noun, the first syllable is stressed. 
breakdown. And when it's a verb, the second part is stressed, to break down. The last thing you'd want is to have an accident or breakdown. You just want to be at home on these stormy nights. The thwack thwack of the windscreen wipers was hypnotic. So windscreen wipers, these are the things that on a car that help to keep the water off the windscreen. They wipe the water away, right? Those things, they're called windscreen wipers because the glass here on the front is the windscreen. By the way, uh, yes, British English, this is um, British English, windscreen. In American English, they call it the windshield, but in the UK, it's called the windscreen. Okay, so the thwack thwack of the windscreen wipers. Thwack thwack, these, these are... This is an onomatopoeia, a word that sounds like what it's describing. And it's just describing the noise that the windscreen wipers make. Thwack, thwack, thwack. The thwack, thwack of the windscreen wipers was hypnotic, meaning it's sort of like um, the repetitive sound hypnotized the driver a little bit or something like that. Sort of a hypnotic, repetitive sound starts to put you into a trance or something. He stared out into the glow of the headlights. Stared, meaning looked intensely like that, without looking away. He stared out into the glow of the headlights. So as other car, I guess the glow of his headlights forming a glow where as the rain is coming down, a glow into the darkness. The rain sounded like white noise interference as it battered the car. White noise interference. So interference would be Noise which comes in. Let's for example, let's say for example, you're talking on the telephone or you're listening to the radio, and if there's other noise like that's interference. It's noise that interferes um, something else that you're doing, like listening to the radio. You have to tune the radio to try and <clears throat> to try and get rid of the interference. So the rain on the car sounded like white noise interference as it battered the car. So we know what interference is. It's noise that sort of interrupts something. But um, white noise, white noise is, is a form of noise that has no distinguishable, distinguishable characteristics to it, no rhythm, no melody or anything like that. It's just like the noise that you get when you turn on an old TV and you unplug the aerial from the back and you just get... That's white noise. So the rain sounded like white noise interference as it battered the car. Batter means hit. Bam, 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 right? Um, He was reminded of the opening scenes of a Hitchcock film. So Alfred Hitchcock was a filmmaker famous for his dramatic storytelling, his dramatic visual storytelling. And this is the sort of way that Hitchcock films would often begin. Hitchcock films are also known for uh, featuring like death, killers, murderers, serial killers, and things like that. So it's sort of a bit like the beginning of a classic Hollywood thriller or something like that. Through the wash of the rain, he spotted a figure at the side of the road. The person wore a green parker and had their thumb jerked out. Right, through the wash of the rain, he spotted a figure at the side of the road. A figure means the outline of a person. Okay, so he, he spotted a figure at the side of the road, in the, out, the outline of a person. The person wore a green parker. A green parker is like a long green coat with a hood on it. And had their thumb jerked out. 
so your thumb obviously that when you go hitchhiking your thumb is what you stick out so people can see that you're hitchhiking he had his jump his jump no jump is not a word i don't know what that is he had his thumb jerked out to jerk out i guess means to stick out so to jerk your thumb out is stick your thumb out so people can see it he had his jump his jump again <laughs> why do i keep saying jump i don't know he had his thumb jerked out like that showing that he was hitchhiking why on earth would anyone be hitchhiking tonight surely you would just stay put until the morning they must have been in a rush to get where they were going why on earth would anyone be hitchhiking tonight so this on earth we use this to sort of emphasize our questions and on earth goes after the wh question word so if it's for example why what are you doing what on earth are you doing uh, where are you going where on earth are you going um, who are you who on earth are you and so on how did you do that how on earth did you do that so it just makes the question more emphatic why on earth would anyone be hitchhiking tonight surely you would just stay put until the morning to stay put is to stay in one place without moving just stay put stay put until i get back wait here stay put don't move stay put means stay in the same place they must have been in a rush to get where they were going so the person is speculating here it's in the past so that's why it must have been he's certain that the person was in a rush now why would this be why would this person be in a rush maybe they're trying to escape or something like that this is what the story is sort of suggesting to you it's cleverly written because the story is telling you this person is escaping the hitchhiker is escaping from something they're in a rush to escape they're rushing to to escape for some reason i don't think the character is russian though i think they're both british that was the russian joke anyway he signaled down and pulled over so when you're driving you signal with your indicators click 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 signal left signal right in this case he signaled down I suppose it means he signaled to pull over and he pulled over to pull over is when the car pulls up at the side of the road and stops right just like a taxi pulls over in order to pick someone up the car pulled over in order to pick up the hitchhiker pull over and pull up as well means basically the same thing stop at the side of the road so he signaled and pulled over the hitchhiker climbed in he shut the door quickly glad to be out of the rain if you're glad it means you're happy you're relieved oh what a relief to be out of the rain he pulled his hood back and sighed say that sighed <sighs> that's the sigh he pulled his hood back and <sighs> sighed he was somewhere in his mid-twenties and had wild red hair and a thick beard wild red hair i suppose is messy red hair and a thick beard awful night eh said the driver the driver's quite friendly now the driver's on this side <clears throat> if you're watching the video you'll see that the driver looks to his left because we are in britain and in britain we drive on the left okay which is in fact the right side of the road i know what you, th you think left that's wrong no left is right because uh, left is right and right is wrong <laughs> 
It doesn't matter, of course. But anyway, in the UK, we drive on the left. So if you drive on the left, then the driver's seat is on the right of the car. So as a driver, as the driver, I'm looking this way when I talk to the hitchhiker and the hitchhiker's looking this way. So the driver says, awful night, eh? Awful night, trying to be friendly. And the hitchhiker held his gaze for a long moment. Someone's gaze is the way that they are looking. So he held his gaze for a long moment, meaning he stared at him like this in his eyes. What did he say? Awful night. And then the hitchhiker's response is to do this. Just holding his gaze, holding his eyes for a long moment. Drops of rainwater trickled down his face. Yes. Yes, it is. This is the bit I enjoy. I enjoy doing the faces of the driver and the hitchhiker. Yes, it is, yeah, said the hitchhiker. What's up with this hitchhiker? Where's he going in such a hurry? And why has he got such weird behaviour? The driver pulled out, which is the opposite of pull over, in this case pull out into the road to drive away, and continued through the storm. The hitchhiker glanced over his shoulder into the blackness behind him. Glance is sort of like take a quick look. Again, what's the uh what's this hitchhiker escaping from, huh? Like seems a bit suspicious, glancing over his shoulder. You okay? said the driver. The hitcher simply nodded. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm okay. Like are you are you okay? Yeah, I think so. Hmm, suspicious behaviour. They drove on in silence for a short while. They drove on meant, means they continued driving. So they drove on in silence. So in goes with silence, in silence, and on goes with drive. So they drove on in silence for a short while. The BBC radio phone-in blaring out from the car's speakers filled in for conversation. So the BBC radio phone-in. Um, BBC radio, another indication that this is in the UK because the BBC is the British Broadcasting Corporation. Um, and a radio phone-in. So phone-in, that's a phrase. A phone-in is a radio show where people phone-in. Listeners can phone-in meaning send telephone calls to the radio station and talk to the presenter during the show. It's a kind of chat show format, the radio phone-in. So the BBC radio phone-in blaring out from the car's speakers. Blaring out just means not making a loud noise. So music blares out from speakers. Uh, a radio show blares out from the radio. So the BBC radio phone-in blaring out from the car's speakers filled in for conversation. Fill in. Fill in. This is when something is missing and you put something else in uh, as a replacement. For example, if normally you have Sarah as your English teacher and one day you come to school and Sarah's not there and I'm there instead and everyone's like, where's Sarah? And I say, oh, I'm afraid Sarah's sick today. She can't come to, to school today because she's not well. But I'm filling in for Sarah today. Okay. To fill in, in this case, I replaced Sarah for a day. Uh, in the case of the story, the radio phone-in, the noise of the radio, filled in for conversation. Because there was no conversation, so the radio 
sort of filled in the noise instead, uh, replaced the conversation that wasn't happening. They listened to the radio and their own thoughts as they moved on. Just listen to the radio. Listen to your thoughts is a phrase that we do say as they moved on. So we've got drive on, move on. What else have we got with on? I'm sure there are others. Hmm. I'm sure there, there are others with on. But anyway, we've got drive on and then move on, right? They listened to the radio and their own thoughts as they moved on. Move on, continue moving. Uh, drive on, continue driving. Where are you headed? Asked the driver. Headed. To be headed somewhere means to be going somewhere. Somewhere is your destination, okay? For example, I'm, I'm just heading to the pub. Do you want to come? Uh, when you get to the pub, you head to the bar. Once you've got your drinks, you head to a table. You see, and then when you're finished, you head home. Okay, where are you headed? Meaning, where are you going, basically? North, pointed the, and the hitcher pointed. I don't know why it was necessary for the hitcher to point north at this, <laughs> in this case. Where are you going? North. All right, got my compass. North, that way. All right. Are you traveling to visit friends? So for the driver, he's trying to make polite conversation. I imagine that the driver would be using that sort of intonation. Like, I'm just trying to make conversation. So um, are you traveling to visit friends or that sort of thing? Now, by the way, you could repeat after me as we go through this. You could even go back to the beginning of this episode this video and repeat each line after me and try and copy my intonation that can actually be a very good thing to do obviously listen understand the story understand the bits of english i'm explaining to you but try to repeat the lines from the story as well and try and give some color and performance to it as well so you could skip back to the beginning of this and after each line pause and repeat the line after me try and make it sound like the way i did it as well um you traveling to visit friends are you? Are you? Are you traveling? Not are you traveling, but are you traveling? Are you traveling to visit friends? Hmm. That's what HMPH means. It means hmm. The driver couldn't tell if that was a yes or no. He couldn't identify if hmm was a yes or no. He adjusted his tie nervously. So if you're wearing a tie, which is the thing that goes around your neck when you're wearing a suit, and that's pronounced suit, by the way, not sweet or suit. It's suit. So when you're wearing a suit with a tie, sometimes you need to adjust the tie as it's around your neck if it's a bit tight or something. Or it might just be a nervous habit to adjust your tie. Adjust meaning change the way it's positioned, change the position of something. He adjusted his tie nervously. The hitcher stared at him in his suit and tie. So I'm imagining here that the hitcher has got nothing but contempt for this driver in his suit and tie. Just a, someone who works an ordinary nine-to-five job. The hitcher seems to be sort of an alternative type person who probably has contempt for people who work normal jobs. So the hitcher stared at him in his suit and tie with a disgusting look of contempt on his face. Mm. The hitcher seemed scruffy. Scruffy means untidy. Um, in comparison, in his Parker and Pink Floyd t-shirt. 
and this is the hitcher, right? Do you work around here? Yes, said the driver. So this is where, I, as the driver, I'm trying to be as innocent as possible. Yes, said the driver. <laughs> I was stuck late at the office. You know how it is. Oh, it's maybe a bit posh. Yeah, I was stuck late at the office. You know how it is. No, not really. Says the hitcher, unfriendly. Again, they drifted into silence. Oh, a bit awkward. They drifted into silence. Drift. So when a boat is on the water... It moves slowly, right? It moves eventually over time. It drifts. And you can drift into silence as well. That's when you slowly drift into silence. Suddenly, slowly become silent. So they're just sitting there in silence. The talk radio show carried on. So we've got to drive on, to move on, to carry on. The talk radio show carried on as they drove through the wind and rain. The hitcher shifted in his seat. That means he sort of changed his seating position. Maybe his bum was getting tired or something. Maybe he was feeling a little uh, nervous or anxious. Anyway, he shifted in his seat and stared out the windscreen or stared out of the windscreen. Windscreen is the big window at the front of the car. That's the windscreen. Then you've got the back window. You've got the side windows. But the main one at the front is called the windscreen. In America, the windshield. That's what they call it there. They're wrong, of course. It's a windscreen. <laughs> um, oh, got the sounds of drilling outside. No music, the hitcher asked. Full of hate and murderous rage. No music, he said, sharpening his knife. No music, then. Uh, what? Is there no music we could listen to? I, I really like the talk, the radio talk shows. I'm, I'm not really a music fan, said the driver. The hitcher's eyes glazed over for a moment. If your eyes glaze over, it's like you suddenly become very bored or it's like you're not really there. So I'm going to try and show you my eyes glazing over on video. So this is me all alert and looking wide awake. But if my eyes glaze over... It's like I'm not really concentrating or, or, uh, at all. I'm not really looking at anything in particular. I'm just lost in my own thoughts. My eyes are glazed over. A bit like if I go into one of my classrooms full of students learning English and I say, OK, everyone, today we're going to do nine hours of pure grammar. And everyone's eyes probably would just glaze over as they mentally switch off. So anyway, the hitchhiker's eyes glazed over for a moment and then he spoke and this is where the, the hitchhiker is revealing his slightly psychotic personality maybe and he says i like listening to music it calms me down when i'm in a murderous rage the music calms me down anyway i like listening to music it calms me down said the hitchhiker in a slightly psychotic moment the driver said nothing. I've got a nutter in the car. Several miles later, here's another indication that we are in the UK because we use miles uh, rather than kilometres. A mile is about 1.6 kilometres or kilometres. Several miles later, there was a news bulletin on the radio show. A bulletin just means a little news report. The reporter tried to remain professional as she read the announcement. So apparently the... 
the reporter was sort of shocked or nervous, but tried to remain professional. And now I'm, I do this, I'm going to do this in my BBC News report voice. We're getting reports that a patient has escaped from a Manchester psychiatric institution. The man is said to be psychopathic and is said to have a history of murder. So um, we're getting reports that a patient has escaped from from a Manchester psychiatric institution. That's fairly clear. Grammar-wise, vocab-wise, a psychiatric institution would be a sort of a hospital for people with psychiatric disorders. That's mental disorders. Here's some grammar. The man is said to be psychopathic and is said to have a history of murder. This is just another way of saying that people say the man is psychopathic. We don't know who said this, or maybe it's not important who said this, or it's obvious who said this. It's probably going to be doctors at the institute, the institution. But it's a common phrase, is said to be, meaning people say. So the man is said to be psychopathic and is said to to have a history of murder. Oh, the hitcher jabbed a finger on the button uh, on the radio panel. Jabbed. We've got jerked his thumb out for hitchhiking and now he's jabbing his finger on the button. To jab your finger on the button means to poke the button, to quickly press the button, bing, like that, quickly, in order to, in this case, interrupt the radio broadcast. So the hitcher quickly switches off the radio or switches the channel. Tinny pop music blurted out from the speakers. So here's blurted out again, meaning when the noise comes out, No, we had blare out, didn't we, before? B-L-A-R-E, blaring out from the speakers, blurting out from the speakers is basically the same thing. People can blurt out as well. That's when you say something that, um, without really thinking about it, bam, the word just comes out. He blurted out the answer without thinking about it, for example. So in this case, tinny pop music blurted out from the speakers. Tinny, tin, Tin is a form of metal, but if you say that music is tinny, it means that it's trebly, it doesn't sound deep and rich, it's just a sort of just very trebly sounds. Tinny music, pop music, blurted out from the speakers. The driver stared at his passenger, his question unasked. So the driver is kind of shocked about the news report. <gasps> someone is someone has escaped, a murderer is on the loose, a murderer. And the hitchhikers just quickly turned off the radio or turned the channel. And so the driver is looking at his passenger like this. Did I look the right way in the story? I can't remember. Like that. I hate the news, answered the hitcher. It's so depressing. It brings me down. Depressing means makes you feel sad and depressed. It brings me down means it makes you feel sad and depressed. Don't bring me down. With your bad news, you're bringing me down. This this sad music is bringing me down. There's never any good news, is there? Said the hitcher. The driver didn't reply. Don't worry, I'm not the killer. Said the hitcher, fidgeting with his coat. The hitcher's fidgeting with his coat. If you're fidgeting with something, it means you're sort of playing with something in your hands. Maybe because you're nervous or you're thinking about something. But fidgeting means kind of playing with something in your fingers. I always fidget with my train tickets. Don't worry, I'm not the killer, said the hitcher, fidgeting with his coat. No, said the driver. I mean, no, uh, of course you aren't. 
they drove on listening to the crappy pop music. Crappy means bad. Uh, and overexcited radio DJs. The DJs on DJs on radio shows are always very excited like this. In fact, they're too excited. They're overexcited. You're listening to the Drive Time Show on Radio Excited FM. Um, the rain pounded on the car. Bam, 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 bam. What do you do for a living? Asked the driver. The hitcher was quiet for a moment. Then he grinned. Can't really do a grin. You've got to be a really good actor. A grin is normally it can be quite scary. I'm a writer, he said. Oh, really? How interesting. Have you had anything published? Says the driver. No, as yet, I'm an undiscovered artist. Oh, another scary thing. Not only is this person slightly crazy and ginger, but also they're an undiscovered writer sort of person who um, has been slaving away writing but um, no one has discovered their artistic talent and we know don't we from history that when poor artists don't get recognized what happens that's right they try to take over the world and and try and kill everyone so this is another scary thing about this hitcher that is not only does he have ginger hair <laughs> which is obviously terrifying especially on a on a dark night i'm joking of course but also, he's an undiscovered artist. So he probably hates society and hates people like this idiot in the suit. And the driver says, I'm sure you'll make it. What, what are you working on at the moment? I'm writing a novel. Oh, yes. It's about a serial killer. The driver didn't speak. He flicked the radio station back on. Flick, 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 flick. You flick a switch. Flick means pew, um, hit something with your finger quickly. So you flick a switch. Or you might flick, let's say, imagine this, there's a peanut sitting on a table. You don't want to eat it. You want to fire the peanut across the garden. So ping, you flick it with your finger. That's flick as well. Flick a switch, flick the channel on the radio. Um, a man was rambling on with himself about the change in days his, wheeling be his wheelie bins were emptied. So a man was just talking about uninteresting things. Rambling means talking without any specific purpose or direction. Long-term listeners to my podcast should know. Rambling is what I do on the podcast quite a lot. Talking without um, a specific focus, just letting yourself talk and meander and go from one subject to the other. And it's rambling with an A, not with a U. Uh, people often write in comment sections and stuff, I love your rumbling. It's not rumbling. Rumbling is the sound of thunder. That's rumble. Ramble. R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G. Talking with without any particular direction. Also, rambling means walking in the countryside uh, for enjoyment. So anyway, a man was rambling on meaning continuing to ramble. So we've had drive on, move on, ramble on, carry on. A man was rambling on with himself about the change in days his wheelie bins were emptied. Wheelie bins are big bins, big rubbish bins um, uh, that you put all your rubbish in, in your black rubbish bags. 
So you in your kitchen, you've got your rubbish bin with a black bag in it, and you put your rubbish in there. And then when it's full, you tie it up, take it outside, and put it into your wheelie bin. And the wheelie bin is outside, normally the front of the house. And when the rubbish removal people come with their big van, they take the bin and wheel it on its wheels to the back of the van and then tip the contents into the, into the back of the truck where it gets crushed. So a wheelie bin is a large plastic rubbish bin with wheels on it which you can move around and wheelie bins get emptied by the council when they bring their rubbish van through and apparently this man on the radio was basically talking about nothing important talking about the days when his wheelie bins were changed so nothing particularly important just typical uh, radio talk show stuff where can i drop you asked the driver meaning where can i you know deliver you in this in this car meaning stop the car and let you get out you pick someone up in a car you give someone a lift and you drop someone somewhere you can just drop me outside the cinema drop me outside the office where can i drop you asked the driver the hitcher said nothing when the driver glanced round his passenger had his eyes closed he was either asleep or feigning slumber slumber means sleep feigning means pretending faking feigning slumber then means pretending to be asleep so he was either asleep or pretending to be asleep he was either asleep or feigning slumber so he was with his eyes closed they drove on through the storm down the snaking lanes lanes are roads narrow little roads snaking means they're turning left to right Here we have on Comful.com the picture that normally accompanies this line of the story is not available. And instead, we've got like a, a car that says this content is not available in the background instead of a picture of some rain or something. Anyway, the story continues. An hour later, the storm still growled and raged. Growled, that's growl is what a, a frightening animal would do, like a tiger rawr, or a lion rawr, or a crocodile rawr, or whatever it is the storm still growled and raged the hitcher looked out of the window the driver steered the car in silence steer the car turn left and turn right another news bulletin came over the radio so by the way at this point we all think that the driver is a nice person who just works in an office and who took pity on this hitcher and we think the hitcher or the hitchhiker is some kind of crazy um antisocial madman who wants to murder everybody especially this guy in a suit another news bulletin came over the radio we're getting more information on the escaped patient the killer's name is simon hughes he escaped from the green pastures institute earlier this morning this evening i mean he escaped from the green pastures institute he escaped from the green pastures institute earlier this evening Okay, more more information. His name is Simon Hughes. He escaped from the Green Pastures Pastures Institute. Sounds like a sort of institute for mentally ill people. Earlier this evening, Simon Hughes made his escape by changing from his hospital issue uniform into a suit and tie, and pretending to be one of the medical staff. He stole a car and drove off. Okay, so this is where the twist happens. 
This is when we realise that the killer, the escaped killer, is in fact the driver of the car because he escaped by changing from his hospital uniform into a suit and tie and pretending to be one of the medical staff. He stole a car and drove off. The hitcher turned to the driver. <sighs> what did you say your name was? Now, as far as I know, the, the driver hasn't given his name yet. Am I right? I don't think this, the driver's actually given his name. But anyway, this is the question that you ask when someone has already told you their name and you want to ask again. What did you say your name was? What did you say your name was? Meaning, what's, what's your name again? What did you, sorry, what did you say your name was? You've already told me, but I'm asking again. What did you say your name was? Another way of saying it is, uh, what was your name again? Sorry, what was your name again? My name's Simon, said the driver. The hitcher stared in shock. Simon grinned. The headlights of a passing car glinted off the knife blade in Simon's hand. Dun, dun, dun. Simon is the killer and he's got a knife. Simon grinned. The headlights of a passing car glinted off the Simon off the knife blade. So the headlights reflected, glinted off the knife blade in Simon's hand. And that is the end of the story. Okay, there you go. All right, listeners. Okay, viewers. So that's been um, another story on Luke's English podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, listen to some of my other episodes. I've got lots and lots of other episodes with stories. Loads of them, in fact. On my YouTube channel, I've got a playlist which is called Stories, and obviously that's going to contain stories, but not all of my episodes are on YouTube, you should know. So go to my website, teacherluke.co.uk, and you can find the episode archive. Let's have a quick look here. If I go there now on my computer then I can show you. So to the website, click on episodes and then you will find the entire episode archive and I've got over 700, I've got nearly 750 episodes here. A lot. I've been doing this for 12 years, okay? Uh, the podcast is mainly an audio podcast. I also do YouTube videos sometimes. I've been doing more YouTube videos recently. But if you are someone who's just discovered my podcast on YouTube, you should know that I have loads of episodes of the audio podcast, which you can listen to. And if you're thinking, Luke, can you do a, an episode about this? Can you do an episode about that? Can you do more stories? There's a good chance that I've done episodes about the things you're interested in. And I have done lots of stories before. So if I just type in story, um, we'll see what we find. Um, let's have a little look here. Um, I did one about Michael Jackson, episode 19. Let's see. Number 29 is a mystery story that I wrote, uh, which also you can use to learn narrative tenses. You heard me talking about past continuous and past perfect and past simple. You get all of that from episode 29. Let's just have a look at a couple of other examples. Um, we've got Sick in Japan is this true story of how I ended up in a hospital bed. I thought I was going to die in Japan. Luckily, I was okay. The Pink Gorilla story is a an improvised story full of comedy and a stupid chase. I get chased by a pink gorilla through the streets of London. And there are many, many more things like that. More stories and more interviews and all sorts of stuff in the episode archive. So check them out. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of my podcast. <clears throat> Another thing I should say is that I've got, a, I've got an app. Did you know that? Um, 
in the app store on your phone just search for the luke's english podcast app and you'll be able to get it and this gives you the entire episode archive on your phone including access to tons of uh, bonus episodes okay there are app only episodes you might be interested in the one which is called the hyde park mystery story that's a mystery story i wrote and in that story you can learn 50 different ways of walking 50 different words different verbs for walking that's a lot all in uh, an interesting mystery story and that's in my app on your phone soon Uh, just download the luke's english podcast app on your phone um okay thank you very much for listening thank you for watching don't forget to like and subscribe to my youtube channel and to tell your friends about luke's english podcast i will speak to you again uh, very soon but for now it's just time to say goodbye bye 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 thanks for listening to luke's english podcast for more information visit teacherluke.co.uk Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.